And thank you so much for joining us once again. It is the Nightly Pleasures Podcast. I am your host and the author of the piece you're about to hear today, The Grey Knight. I have a little bit of a conundrum for you, one that I cannot solve myself, and I will take all answers that anyone has. Ready? If someone dies, hypothetically speaking, do they still generate news? Now, I gotta say, my personal opinion on this one is, once someone's dead, that's it. There's no more news. You can't make any more news stories about them by definition. It's new with a pluralization on the end, and they are no more. Therefore, they cannot make news. And yet, I accept, because I am personally fascinated with a case of somebody dying, and the story just keeps popping up, and it keeps having new information. And therefore, I get it. Now, this is going to be a little bit of a daddy's different than other people. Don't think he's judging you, even though that he clearly is. But I... (laughs) I'm interested in a different kind of royalty than most people. And right now, I am utterly sick with Queen news. There has been so much news about this goddamn corpse, I can't even begin to tell you. It just keeps popping into my life, too. I think I'm done with her. And then there she is again. I have heard about, thought about, the Queen more in the last couple of weeks, the Queen of England, and that stupid fucking line, Q, <laughs> than ever, the whole rest of my life, combined all of them, royal fair, I don't give a shit, no gods or kings, man, and Andrew Ryan all the way, <laughs> Ugh. Uh, right idea, bad messenger. So, just, you know, be with me and think, well, if somebody dies, that's the news. And then the story just keeps popping up and popping. Oh, no, 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 you silly fool. Now we have to talk about the, the line to see the corpse. Then we have to talk about where it's going, and then we have to show it for a whole day. What? Why? <laughs> you afraid she's going to pop out? If there was even a remote chance, okay, sure. Now we're talking. Now I'm interested. Queen of England might be alive inside casket. Okay. What you got? Now, this is very different than the dead person story that I keep hearing about that I'm fascinated with. And here's the royalty that Daddy and the story that he can't get enough of. Prince. Yes, ah, he's so clever. Really, though, the musician, uh, formerly known as Prince, (laughs) still funny to me every time I say that, and not to anybody else, but very funny to me. (laughs) He was a madman towards the end, and I always assumed it was STDs. Like, I saw him Pretty, pretty close, I think, before he killed over, just doing a, just doing a little spot uh, on a TV show called New Girl, and I actually had, didn't watch the TV show New Girl. I watched it because, like, Prince is going to be on it? Fucking sitcom? Uh, and I mean, like, it's the last time that happened since Dave Chappelle. Game blouses, bitches. 
And so I was excited because here it comes, right? Here's Prince. And he clearly looked out of it. And I just assumed because so many women I had met were like, oh, I'd have sex with Prince right now. And I mean, like, they were women my age. And all throughout my life, they're like, oh, he's the sexiest man ever. I would fuck Prince right now. Uh, so, you know, that existed in my mind. And I just kind of assumed, well, he, his brain is fried from STDs. He got, he got himself a little too much, uh, a little too much, uh, a little too much. I wanted to make a Prince reference off the top of my head, but I guess I can't, uh, I can't think of a song that would, doubles of ED, uh, is what I assumed. And then I found out, no, no, it was vanity. It was vanity that did Prince in. Did you know this? He wanted to wear his big boots on stage and he wanted to jump and do all the choreography and be all sexy, right? Well, apparently he fucked his ankles and he was addicted to painkillers for a long, long time. And if you get addicted to big painkillers, especially I think if you're rich, you will Michael Jackson or, or Prince yourself right out of existence. I do believe that. You know, I, I understand people can think I'm being glib about death here, too glib about death. You know, Philip Seymour Hoffman was my favorite actor of all time. And the day he died was a real bad day for me. Uh... And he, he died of an overdose. He just died of, of, of smack after being clean for a while. But then he shot up too much. And, uh, wow, I'm just realizing talking about this now. Was he an early victim of the opioid epidemic before these words were really commonly understood or at least before I understood them? Huh. Huh. See, I just thought he got clean and then he overshot. But what if there was some fentanyl, early fentanyl in there? Hmm. 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 I have to look that up later. Uh, so, like, I, I get it, you know, please, if you, if you love Prince, don't think I'm being too cruel, but I'm like, okay, so he was doped up as shit. Now, you need to understand that to understand why I find the Prince story post-death so fascinating, because his entire estate is being battled over, and it's much larger than you would think. I don't mean it's much larger financially than you might think. You'd probably have a pretty good idea about how rich Prince was. At the time of his passing, that becomes his estate, all the royalties and all that. They still come rolling in. They come to whoever he left his will to. And there's a big, big fight over that because just because you leave a will doesn't mean that lawyers don't want to get paid. And they won't go, well, especially with the drug thing which I'm sure is in there. But that's not why. What I want to know is, because Prince was always out there, he was always strange, okay? His estate has thousands of unreleased songs. One more time. Prince's estate has thousands, and I have now twice read from two non-tabloid papers over 10,000 songs. Unreleased, nobody's heard them, besides a few choice. I mean, if it's 10,000 songs, I want you to think, if they're three minutes apiece, that's 30,000 minutes. Guys, roughly, there's a little bit less than 1,500 minutes in a day. <laughs> that's a lot of fucking recording of music. Listening to that's intimidating. I... I mean, I went to a 70s uh, thing earlier this year listening to 70s music. Just getting through the fucking war discography. My God, they've got so many songs that are 10 minutes long. Donna Summer too. 
There's a couple of them that are just like, what? How far deep are we going? So listening to 30,000 minutes of, of Prince's unreleased music, fascinating. Also torture, but fascinating, right? So that's the one thing. Now, how did he acquire such a mass of songs? And the answer is, apparently, Prince wired his house for sound. And you're saying, Jack, Vin Diesel has wired his basement for sound. Look up Vin Diesel singing basement. So, like, obviously, Prince did. No, 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 no. I don't mean Prince had in his palatial estate. Uh, I don't mean that he had a room or even a recording studio. Like, I think it's Barbara Streisand. It's one of those whose entire basement is a department store, and they literally hire two people to just sit in there, and then she goes into a basement, and she acts like it's a department store with the, with the, with the clerk helping her out because they know where everything is, like it's Indiana Jones, right? Uh, <laughs> oh, it's a funny fucking reference, if you've seen Raiders of the Last Dog. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I don't mean he had, like, a whole studio down there, which I would approve of. Like, I'm not even a Mick Jagger fan, but if I found out Mick Jagger had a whole studio, and he employed, like, a half dozen people, and he was always just like, Ah, not funny! Because I like John Mulaney. Uh, I would be okay with that. There'd be, uh, like, anybody would have a problem with that. I'm like, Why? He probably occasionally still produces something that makes all of that money worthwhile. And if not, it's not like the Jagger estate is fucking edging out. God, so what? Some people, you know, buy a private plane. Some people buy a yacht. You buy a studio. Why not? That would, I mean, that's what he did. That's what he did for the money. Why not do it with it? No. Prince wired his house for sound. So that in the same way that, like, some people have intercom systems throughout their big houses, or, like, some people have touch screens and all that information throughout their big houses, right? Right? Prince is like, oh, I feel a song coming on. I feel a song in my princely heart. And then he would just walk over and and then just do whatever the fuck he was going to do. And, like, if you consider how nonsensical some of his hits are, I mean... I love Raspberry Beret, but if you listen to that song, it is absolute fucking nonsense. It is. All right? It's a cute little narrative, but then, like, the chorus has almost nothing to do with anything. It's just, it just invented it because he loved the words Raspberry Beret, which I agree with. It sounds, it's very good. So, like, what is he singing? <laughs> what is Prince? 1.30 in the morning recently getting back from a club where he stopped the music to preach the Bible to all of the young women there after kicking out all the men who wanted to fuck them. True story. When he's all like, you know, like, I think I'll have a little Melba toast before bed or whatever. Whatever princely snack I would have. I'm a very life man, so my bedtime snack is two grapes. I know he didn't sound like that. <laughs> I just I can't do a Prince deal with it. And so, <laughs> what did he sing? What did he sing? He's high as a kite. He's acting absolutely insane. 
at this period in his life, and he's recording. He's writing everything down like Howard Hughes was pissing into bottles. You don't want to hear that? You don't want to know what the best undiscovered Prince song is? Who could? Who would you trust? Right? If it's thousand, even if it's just one thousand songs, right? Even if they got a number, a, a, an extra digit wrong, right? Order of magnitude. Even if it's just one thousand songs, and they listen to them, and they're all five minutes long, five thousand minutes of unreleased Prince song. Are you sure that they're going to hear the good one and give it to you? I'm not. It's a fascinating thought experiment. The man was a creative machine, and so I just want to know. If we're ever going to get to the end of this legal fight, because there's a huge fight in his estate on who owns these songs and what to do with them and everything, what are we going to hear? And is there anything in there that's like (laughs) Michael Jackson's Starlight Savior, where you're like, whoa, whoa, this existed? (laughs) This, this, This could have been that? Like, come on, man, he's high as a kite. He probably doesn't remember everything. He, I mean, the first album, he played everything on. He played all the instruments. He did He did everything for the first album. You think he remembers everything from the second and third album? <laughs> you don't think he repeated himself a little bit? You don't think he was like Metallica, at least a little bit, where there's like, mm, do you guys forget that you did that one? <laughs> all right. I think I've offended just about everybody with that one. I think I've really hit some marquee notes. Uh, is there anybody else out there that everybody likes and I can just real quick flick them on the nose on the way by? No? All right. So that's my thoughts on if you die, that's the end of news, but also sometimes people want to keep reading about what's going on after that body appears, and I get it because of the Prince Estate. (laughs) And now, on to the story. Do you know where the word menu comes from? It actually comes from French, by way of Latin. Mm, It's not that old of a word either. And I have to say, I think it's a very, very strange one. Oh, yes, it's a very strange thing. It's supposed to mean little. It's supposed to mean... Detailed list, but that's not at all what it is, is it? No, it's a variety of options to us. It's an incredible expanse of what could be. Of what's on offer. (laughs) You know, I learned from two different sources that menus, well, they were invented fairly recently. Menus for restaurants, they only came into being sometime in the late 1800s. Hmm. And then I was reading about Pompeii. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I know what the ladies like, of course. And, well, I couldn't help but notice that one of the things that they excavated was a place that served food. A restaurant, or a cafe, if you will, but an ancient Roman version. Well, 
The tiles, because of all the volcanic ash preserving them so well, they show mosaics of what the restaurant served. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For instance, there's a mosaic of a duck, and they served duck. And they found all the different little stations inside the restaurant, the little Roman cafe, in which they could cook and prepare and serve the various dishes. And that sounds a lot like a menu to me. But they found something else in Pompeii, too. They found a different kind of menu for a different kind of hunger. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, you will. <laughs> in addition to the little cafes, they found a brothel. <gasps> and the brothel had numbers one through five written on the wall with different pictures of sexual depictions. Mm-hmm. Positions. Mm-hmm, from missionary to bent over to oral. And that way, you could ask for a one through five. But of course, there were pictures as well, because it was a sea town. It was a commonly trafficked port. And therefore, foreigners would come in not speaking the local language, but could still walk into a brothel and point one to five, and get what they wanted. <laughs> well, that's exactly it. Oh, that's exactly what I want to do with you. So you're always talking about how I should cook, how I should make you something, and how it would seduce you. Well, I think instead, I just want to feed you. I think I just want to order you like a menu, like you're an item that I can have anything I want from. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Look at these fleshy thighs, for instance. The way that I can run my hands over them, the way that I can push my thumbs into them and have them make little divots. Hmm? Isn't that nice? Mm, and what if that was my order? Yes, an order of thighs. <laughs> mm, doesn't it make you blush? Doesn't it sound like hunger? Doesn't it feel like food? Doesn't it feel like eating, sating, having everything you want right in your mouth? crammed into you. Mm -hmm. That's what I've been thinking about. How nice it would be, how fun to be crammed right into you. Mm -hmm. To order you around. To have you like a Happy Meal. <laughs> mm. That's why we also say light and dark meat, or used to in America. Uh-huh. It's because people were too squeamish to say breast and thigh. But that's what we want to eat. 
when we're having a big bird. Now, isn't it? Hmm. <laughs> mm, speaking of breasts, mm, I love it when your nipples get hard for me like that right away. Just talking to you, just touching you a little bit. Ooh, yes, 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 yes. Does that feel good? Mmm. 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 I love it. I love it. Running my hands all over you, feeling you up and down. Mm -hmm. Your whole body on display. Ooh, on offer. Mm -hmm. You know what I want to do with it? Uh, I just want to stick my cock in your mouth. Isn't that horrible? Oh, this whole body and all the advantages we can take of it. Mm, all the ways you'll let me position you and hold you. But I'm feeling very, very, very powerful right now. And I want to push my cock into your mouth. Mm, that's right. I want to be the one pushing I know that's difficult for you. That's why I'm telling you. That's why I'm trying to butter you up. That's why I'm showing you my big, big brain. Because I want to push my cock into your mouth so far you feel like it's tapping yours. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we haven't done that in a while, but I want it. I want my hands on your shoulders, maybe the back of your head even, if you can manage it, and to push me down you. Mmm. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God, yes. Mmm. <laughs> I can't believe rubbing your body has this effect on you. But I'm real glad that it does. I'm real glad that just talking to you the way that I do, well, it makes you mine. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Not yet. Like I said, ah, I want to order you like a menu, and that means moving up your thighs, using my thumbs to press in, using my fingers to rig up and down, and spread them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want you to face away from me. I want you to stand up. My left arm latching around your waist. Do you feel how tight I can keep you? Do you feel how close? I can make sure that I'm not letting you go anywhere. Mm, 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 mm. Mm, right there, baby. 
Yes, you can, right there. Oh, what a very good girl you are. Oh, <laughs> I love how wet your pussy gets for me. Mm, hurry up now. This is just your meat, and this is just me playing with it. Oh, don't act aghast. You love it. Your pussy is just meat to me. I can make it do what I want. I don't need to threaten you. I don't need to yell at you. I don't need to demand anything from you. Two little fingers sliding up and down your slit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My love, to finger your pussy. Make it feel all wet. I can feel such things with my fingertips that I could never feel with my dick. No, it feels too good when I'm inside you, but my fingers... Mm, I can feel the little ripples. I can feel your pussy and all the little wrinkles inside of it. The way it contracts, the way it spasms. And that delicious wetness. Mm, you're so fucking hot, baby. You are. Oh, I don't need to compliment you. I'm already inside you. I'm already starting to penetrate. I already have everything I want, and you're not getting away. Not with this tree trunk arm. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, I know it's not fair being so big beating up on a poor little pussy, especially the way that we're doing it now, those two fingers corkscrewing in and out, mm, tilting up so I can push all the way back. Yes, 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 yes. It's because I can't wait. You can feel this cock and how hard it is. Mm, pushing against your lower back. Mm, mm, no, you wish it was inside you. You wish I was pushing into that pussy right now with it. Rubbing your clit. Mm, like it so much when I treat you like fucking meat. Yes, you do. <laughs> I promise I'll give it to you later. For right now, you need to focus on those fingers right there inside you. Squeeze, squeeze, pulse around them. There we are. What a very good girl you are. You are. You are a very good girl for taking these fingers in you for being a buffet, for having something I can just open up and eat, 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 eat all the time. Mm, lick your pussy later. I know, I know, but right now you are my food. I'm eating you, and this is the way that I do it best. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Come on, squeeze it. Come on, squeeze it. Come on. Come on. Come on. Right there. Make me feel it like a little handshake. Yes, when you squeeze back, 
It gets closer. It gets stronger. I feel connected to you, and I can feel you about to come. I can. I can feel you about to come. Don't try and force it. It's right there, natural, in and out. In and out. Squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. You're such a good girl. You're such a good girl. You are such a good girl. Yes, you are. <laughs> I'm not being condescending. You are. You're such a sweet little thing, letting me fuck you like meat. You're such a beautiful creature, letting me have you. Have you? Have you? Yes, 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 you are. Good girl. Good girl. Very good girl. Yes, you are. Mmm. <laughs> mm. I love it when your pussy erupts. I love it when it shakes. I love it even when you have trouble with it all. Because at least you know I want you to come. Oops. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting so clumsy in my advanced age. Look at that, dropping you to the floor. Oh, what a mistake. Oh, well, while you're down there, I can't help but notice there's this one job you should really be doing. Mm-mm. Like I said, you're meat, and I want to eat you. And is there a better way to devour the whole of what a pretty good girl you are than looking down at you, putting all ten of my fingers in your scalp, fingers towards the forehead, little pinkies on back, all like talons. Look at how big my hands are compared to your head. Don't you just love it? I know I do. Mm, let me take control. Just open that pretty little mouth, huh? Just open that pretty little mouth and let me have my way with it. I know, I know. But don't make me break out the cuffs. Mm -mm. You're supposed to be a delicious little treat. Don't be difficult now. so sexy. You make me feel so good. Mm. 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 <laughs> I saved up all day for you. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was washing my cock a few hours ago. Ooh, I made sure to... Ah. <laughs> oh, go all the way around the head a few times. That nice, warm, soapy water. Mm. Use the body wash that you like. Because I was imagining filling you up and having you taste me. Having you taste every part of me. Baby, keep those lips tight, good girl. Oh, good girl. Oh, very good girl. Focus, baby. Keep it. Keep it there. Oh, fuck yeah, come here. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't mind the taste of my own cum. I think I taste great. Ooh. <laughs> well, the line between arrogance and confidence is razor thin, baby. So. Mm. Oh, fuck. It's like fucking melatonin. It just knocks me out how good I how good I come with you. Mm. Mm -mm. Come here, back to your feet. You are a beautiful girl. You are a wonderful girl. And you just treat me so good. Even when I treat you like a goddamn piece of meat. <laughs>